The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hello, Pinball Land. It's Thursday, March 12th of 2020. But more importantly, it is episode number three. It's TPS Midweek here as we come at you over the podcast airwaves. I am Ken Cromwell. With me today is Zach Many. Zach, what's up, bud? How are you, man? I thought I hosted this show. What the hell happened? Well, you know, I'm trying to reclaim some uh, property here since I just kind of <laughs> disappeared into the night uh, the other week. I, I struggled to get some airtime, so I thought I would I'd bump you off the lead host on uh, the midweek show and, and see where it takes us. So to speak. I love it. You're, you're leading. I'm like the, uh, I'll dance with you, Ken. Just don't step on my toes. Yeah, baby. man. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm, what have you been doing today? It's been, uh, well, I, this is the thing, right? Since we've gotten back from Louisville, it's been a lot of catch up. And, and to explain kind of what happened, normally we would have had our episode airing on Monday of this week. It didn't end mm-hmm. up happening. I know you had gotten in uh, real late Sunday night or yeah. early Monday morning, depending on how you look at it. I think you had like a 2 a.m arrival on monday for us to try to get a show put together and out that same day would have been uh pretty much impossible so we had fun though didn't we we did it was a great time we're going to talk about that louisville show in just a second but i i think it worked to our advantage because if you think about everything that's happened over the last few days it makes more sense for us to have a, a fresh show as we hit the midweek but what's happening, man? Are you recovered from that Louisville show? How are you? Uh, no, it takes usually a week for me, especially that show, because we had our biggest our biggest uh, booth there yet. So, nope, it, it's going to take a little bit of time. Well, that's good. I mean, business is there. It was a busy show. I really appreciate it. I think a lot of people did your Stranger Things display. It was a big hit at the Louisville Arcade Expo. And did you want to explain a little bit about what you did? For those of you that might not have been able to get on social media or check out Facebook... Zach had a unique approach of giving you kind of a Stranger Things experience at the show, which I thought was fun. We wanted to really show up at the Louisville show. It's our hometown-ish uh, show. And Marco uh, couldn't make it this year, so we wanted, wanted to show up and show up big. So we brought uh, 16, 17, 18, something, something like that, Stern Machines. And not only that, we did something a little special, and I think we're going to continue doing that, Ken, which is having a booth experience at these shows. So many people bring games. That's great. Very, very much appreciated. Uh, But we wanted to do something different with Stranger Things because, uh, like yourself, I'm a big fan of that theme. We had Brian Eddy there. So we created a Stranger Things experience where it was a, uh, I guess it was a Castle Buyers or a, a tent. And the premium was in there. We had UV lights hooked up. We had UV glow paint within that. So you almost felt like you were going into part of the upside down to play this pinball machine and uh beside that tent we also had the living room from the buyer's home so we had this string of lights with the abcs up on the wall people were taking pictures i I, ken i wasn't expecting people to take pictures as a photo op but going forward we will have a photo op section uh at our booths in the future it was all uh, over 100 people took their picture sitting on that couch in front of those magical christmas lights i was waiting for uh i was waiting for winona to jump out where's my boy well, it was it was like you were on the movie set well of uh run. hey hey well. <laughs> it's like you were on the set of stranger things yeah. and at one point after a couple drinks i was trying to 
convince Zach to let me uh, bust out of the wallpaper behind the couch as the Demogorgon <laughs> and try to scare some people, but it didn't work out. I, I did want to congratulate you because it was an excellent setup. You did a great job um, at that show for certain. Yeah. I also wanted to do a quick shout out to uh, just a couple quick people that uh, I had a great time spending the show with. Obviously, yourself, Greg Bone, uh, Steve Beatty, Bill Webb, uh, Crystal Gemnick was there, the Jason plum. Fowler. Yeah, yeah Chris, Jason Fowler was there with Matt Kanan. Mm-hmm. We had Chris Grossfinner and his wife Amanda were just a pleasure to uh, hang Pen out with. Turn, yeah. Yep. It, uh, and then your wife, Nicole Many, was so much fun hanging out with her every single show. <laughs> Isn't she a blast? Yeah, she really, really is. And I just, I was glad that we had made, made the trip down to Louisville. Uh, also, Bob and his son that was down there. It was a pleasure to meet them. And then, and then one of my personal favorites at the show, uh, I met Twitch screen name Sambuca, who was oh, yeah. just awesome to meet. And uh, I, I did not hesitate in giving him a, a big hug. And it was <laughs> Did good. you really? Yeah, I did. Absolutely. Absolutely. A Sambuca hug. Down there at the show, it seemed that everybody kind of had adopted the fist bump instead of the, the open. Yeah, that we call it the Corona shape. bump. The, the corona, corona bump. bump. Yeah. And, and with coronavirus making a lot of things complicated lately, maybe we can get into that a little bit later. Might um, be a top story. It's time for TPN Industry News. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. With Jersey Jack pinballs moved to Chicago, this begs the question, will this delay the release of their next pin? Not according to Jack. He said in an interview with This Week in Pinball that they are on track with their plans for their next release. With the moving of their line, people, and equipment over 800 miles, it makes you wonder whether or not the announcement of their next pin will be delayed. Pirates of the Caribbean owners continue to receive replacement playfields for their clear coat issues. Some are concerned that they don't have the time or ability to do a playfield swap, but others appreciate the extra value that this adds to their machine should they decide to sell it in the future. Either way, there is hope that Jersey Jack Pinball can put their playfield issues behind them as they move forward. In looking at the quality of the new playfields, indications are that they have moved past this and will hopefully continue with a better clear coat process in the future. For The Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. Dreaming of Back to the Future and Stranger Things moving on up. Hey everyone, Craig here again, The Pinball Show's Stern News Correspondent. Well, with Black Knight toppers now shipping through distributors and heavy metal art images making the rounds and being universally panned by pinheads everywhere, the stern rumor cycle has heated up once again as anxious fans waiting for TPF at the end of March dream of what could be next for the world's largest pinball manufacturer. Rumor alert, rumor alert. Yes, courtesy of the Pinball Heaven website, out of the UK comes the very prognosticated rumor of a possible stern-made Back to the Future title. Ooh. Could Marty and Doc make their way back to the future of pinball, but this time through the efforts of licensee extraordinaire Joe Kamenkow? Yes, the article goes on to state that Kamenkow, who was most recently known for securing licenses for Batman 66 and the Beatles, is also the original designer of the Dad East version of Back to the Future, who was then managed by an up-and-coming Gary Stern. So it's not that far a stretch to think that Stern and Kamenkow may have a soft spot in their heart for old Doc and Marty McFly and team up once again to bring us the dream theme of a modern day Back to the Future. Hmm, interesting. And Zach, many guess what? You've been vindicated again this week as your not-so-dark horse favorite title in Stranger Things is now rocketing up the pin side top 100 charts and is now sitting with a bullet 
at 32. Yes, with an average rating of 8.312, Stranger Things finds itself nestled right between Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, which sits at 31, and Ghostbusters sitting at 33. And speaking of which, don't look now, but Stranger Things Code V.86 is now available to download for all makes and models. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hey, this is Kaz with an American Pinball update. American Pinball teased us with a new picture on their Facebook page recently with a tagline that said, Are you ready to get hot? And then on Monday, they released a new teaser video that says, Challenge accepted. At the bottom of the screen, I saw the Hot Wheels and Mattel copyright info. So I reached out to the new sales and marketing manager, Michael Grant. He is excited to represent American Pinball and help promote the hobby that we all love. He confirmed that the MSRP will be lower than the previous titles. He said it is pure pinball and that they can't wait to share the new game with everyone at TPF. And the new game is scheduled to be shipping out the first week of April. Also, American Pinball is finally moving into their new 52,000 square foot facility as they get production going on the new game and are also working on the next two titles. And also, if you didn't get a chance to check out Monday Night Pinball, streamed on the Flippin' Out Twitch channel, go check out Bill, Steve, and Ken as they played Houdini on the latest code that should be released very soon. For American Pinball, this is Brian Cosner. Now you hear Brian talking about Hot Wheels speculation in a teaser video. We've since now we've since learned that it's no longer speculation because this game that I was under the impression was going to show up and reveal itself at Texas Pinball Festival. And this was As me was talking yeah. talking directly with with one of the uh, the owners there. We get a little surprise. There's a show in New Orleans, and that pinball machine just kind of shows up unbeknownst to anybody in the industry. Mm-hmm. And there it is in all of its glory. Now, you said that you were caught off guard. Uh, you're a distributor, so mm-hmm. I, I imagine that could be a little bit complicated. But as a, as a pinball mm, fan and as a pinball enthusiast, uh, it caught me off guard, too. I, I did not think that we would see it as early as we did. Yeah, it was in New Orleans or Nolens. Uh, some of you might refer to it. The AMOA, it's a big coin-op arcade type. Uh, it might be the biggest in the world, and it, it's held every year. Then all of a sudden, Tuesday, I start getting messages and pictures from some of my friends, some of my customers, with the Hot Wheels. And I'm like, well, how in the hell did you get that picture? And they were like, oh, it's all over the internet right now. And I'm like, all over the... Because I didn't know that the Amawas conference was going on. And Mm -hmm. sure as shit, I go on and I'm like, oh, okay, so the game is there? And what threw me, Ken, uh, from a business standpoint... American Pinball never contacted myself or any other dealers for that matter, I don't think, to mm-hmm. tell us that they were announcing it or what the pricing was or what pictures or videos. or So my Tuesday was filled with people contacting me, calling me, messaging me, saying, how much is it? When can I get it? What are the specifications? How mu-? It, just, it was insane. And uh, we can get into our initial impressions on uh, on that. But my first impressions unfortunately couldn't be just enjoying the game uh, as it was revealed, but rather, holy shit, what am I going to do now? Did you think that there was a possibility where they thought that that show not being known as maybe a pinball reveal show, that they were going to kind of bring something out, sneak it into the public, get some feedback and pull it back? No way. Zero percent. No way. They they better have known that there was going to be camera phones as soon as the sheet was taken off of that thing. 
um, right. or set up in the booth there. So no, I I think they they had so to have been okay think, with yeah. it. So what was they had the, to been okay with it. What was the strategic move for kind of unwrapping that, unbeknownst to anybody that just a surprise? I am not a marketing professional, so my my guess is uh, is nil. I, I don't know. Um, the amateur marketing professional in me says I I have no clue. I, I don't know. Well, and there's a new sales and marketing manager right at, at American Pinball right now, and uh, he he just kind of is getting his feet wet. I can mm-hmm. only imagine he's thrown into something that's already mid release, and yeah. uh, you know I think that decision is probably already made. That's what I was assuming too, because I'm thinking if he's coming in, and, and I don't want to speak for him, but I'm sure that he had an idea of how he might have revealed this game. But this wasn't really his his baby, so to speak. He hadn't seen it from the beginning yeah. all the way to its fruition. I will so, give. I yeah, think. It, I was, think it's uh, Michael. I will give him some credit. Mm-hmm. I, I reached out to him immediately and said, "Hey, um, what's going on? Can I get some? Can I get some information here?" And he said. Uh, as soon as I can, Zach, I will get you information so that you can relay that to the public and to the customers. And I asked him if he wanted to be on the podcast today, um, mm-hmm. and he was busy with the show right now. He said once he gets back, he'd be happy to maybe sit down, and whether it's in the Flipping Out stream or whether it's here on the Pinball Show, he'll be happy to come on and speak with us. But, I mean, we're, at, uh, we're recording on Wednesday evening for the Thursday show here, and unfortunately... As of now, I, I still don't have any information. We're taking a, an interested list, as I think many dealers are, so that once the information does come out, we can contact these individuals to see if they're still interested. What was your take on the way this was revealed? Well, as I was saying before, it was puzzling to me. But again, I'm not a sales and marketing specialist over there at American Pinball. I think that I'm wondering if they are really sure as to what all the details are going to be as far as pricing and distribution. I mean, that would be the only reason why that wouldn't have been disclosed to the distributors. And maybe they wanted to get a little bit of of a public test run on this machine before it's brought to TPF. Whereas if there's some type of a mechanical failure or some type of quality control issues, they still have time to address those before they take it to TPF. I also wonder with TPF, and I'm not sure how this works with, say, for instance, Ed Vanderveen running the show. Mm -hmm. I would assume that you're trying to get your ducks in a row and you're trying to uh, entice people to come to your show. So if you say, hey, listen, we've got confirmed the American Pinball reveal that's coming to our show, how does that affect uh, the outcome or his feeling knowing that that game was revealed uh, a week and a half or two weeks prior at a lesser known show? Again, these are just all questions. I'm sure there's not any bad blood or anything going on, but it's just it, it, it does make you kind of question how it was rolled out. So we don't know why it was revealed the way it was. Maybe this was a, a marketing stunt. Um I, the businessman in me still thinks that the best way to reveal a game is to give the information you need to start making sales, uh, and that's not that's not happened. Maybe this builds hype that maybe wouldn't have been there if all the information was there. I sure. don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Who knows? It is here though, Ken. And uh, first impressions, initial thoughts. You saw the grainy photos and videos. <laughs> what uh, what were what was your first? <laughs> Right. Your first taste. What? What uh, did it? Did it taste bitter, salty, a little sweetness? Do you have a? Well, what did you taste? Uh, so my initial opinion when I saw the pictures, it was like the flyer that you saw that was kind of leaked, mm-hmm. and then you saw kind of a picture of the side cabinet in the playfield. My initial impression was that it had exceeded my expectations for what I thought the Hot Wheels license could look like artistically oh. on a, on a machine. Well, I did good. like. I did like the colors. Uh, we had seen some mock-ups that had floated around the internet on what that game might look like. This, I thought, did a really good job. 
I did like the use of of the oranges and the blues. I liked how the uh, the, the the back box artwork kind of ran into the side of the cabinet. I don't know if you noticed that where the track's going down, where the loop is at. I that thought was that a was nice fun. Touch. Yeah, I didn't really deep dive into the playfield design. I saw the what? video of it being flipped on the side. No, see, now this is the thing. No it's deep like, dive. No, I really didn't. So if you're gonna if you're gonna deconstruct this pin with every shot, and I mean, obviously, I'll let you do it. I'm not gonna add much to the conversation. It you looked sound like whoever was for that. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I just I uh, that's that's your forte, man. That's that's what you do. Not all today. in all, from what I <laughs> not on a midweek show, from what I saw, I I did like it. It was uh, aesthetically pleasing to me. Now, then, when you get into the video and you see some of the initial shots, mm-hmm. it looked like it might have been somebody's first time on that game, and they were kind of finding their way. And believe me, I know how that is. But it probably wasn't the most flattering if you're trying to show a game that looked flowy. Mm. But it, this is why you have to throw all of that out of the window, and you have to go to New Orleans, or you have to go to TPF and play it, or you have to order one, or go play it on location. you got to get in front of the game. I'm very hesitant to give any type of reviews, or even, even hesitant to give initial first takes at times, because... It's too easy to focus on what are perceived negatives, but from the overall picture, picture I was I was happy. I was pleased. I thought it looked pretty cool. What about you? Okay, okay. Uh, I've got a quote from our co-host Dennis Creasel. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. T- we were talking about it today, and he texted me, and he said, "Quote: Hot Wheels sure is colorful." Yep. End quote. And then yep. I'm gonna quote him again. The following statement was, "Quote: You can quote me on that." End quote. Dennis Creasel. Well, I think colorful is good. We like colors. We like vividness. The colors have to make sense. Mm-hmm. They do make sense to me. It doesn't I'm not look- put off by the artwork. No, not at all. I mean, and let's think about past releases from Oktoberfest, probably being the most recent, right, from American Pinball. Mm-hmm. Depending on who you spoke with, that art package uh, was perceived as kind of a miss yeah. or, or at least didn't hold up to standards. Same artist. Yeah. Same th- artist. Bush is doing it. You know what? I think this is... A tremendous improvement that really hits the theme a little bit mm-hmm. more than, than I thought Oktoberfest had done. If I'm looking at the artwork compared to Oktoberfest, I think it is a, uh, I think it's better than Oktoberfest artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm still partial to Houdini artwork. I think that I do is like a beautiful Houdini. art package. I think maybe because the theme itself resonates with me more, so the art, uh, you know, indirectly resonates better with me. Uh, the theme itself, <clears throat> um, hmm. It's a theme. It's licensed. I appreciate that. Uh, maybe it's not one that calls to me, but mm-hmm. it's not one that pushes me away and says, "Get away from me, loser!" Oh, either. So, um, I'm I'm okay with the theme. I'm okay with the art. What is making me tingle? Hmm. I think for me, the highlight of this game without flipping it is the design. This is a Joe Balser layout. We mm-hmm. know that he gives us oftentimes um, very different things. He does. He's not. He's not stuck to that same type of uh, fan layout. He's not stuck to that same type of third flipper. He's he mixes it up. Now this is a very traditional and typical fan layout, but very much like Stranger Things, it may enter as a fan layout, but. The exits are different. We do have our orbits. I do appreciate that the left orbit ends up being the right ramp 
It's very much like Stranger Things, my favorite shot in Stranger Things. Okay. That's good. I appreciate, and I'm in love with, listener out there, I know you're listening in your car. Do you love a kickback? I love a kickback. Give me a Jurassic Park Data East kickback. Not a Give virtual me an boss. Iron thing, Man kickback. Kick... Yep. No, I'm talking about the I'm talking about the the kickback from mid playfield. You know that that uh, that Raptor spitter last action hero mm-hmm. has that you hit it up there and boom it fires it right back at you. Um, think uh, think Rocket and Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, hell, you've never even played that game. <laughs> But, I think Guardians I, of the Galaxy. Well, just, you know what I mean. I just yeah, can't you know, answer trivia yeah. questions pertaining that's to the right. game. So, but right. uh, I like a kickback. I like that there's orange ramps. That's all. Uh, that's all fine and well. Uh, mechanisms, Ken. Mm-hmm. Mechanisms. What was the mech on there that really mm. stood out to you when you were watching that video? Because I know what stood out to me as far as a mech toy that the I'm kick, not sure I was the a fan the, of. the the mid playfield kickback. Okay, that's it. There's I don't think there's a physical ball lock. What about the spinning car that just well, it stood out to me. It, it did stand out. out to me. Like, do you think that stops at some point? Well, would uh, you like it to stop at some point? I need it to stop. Coogler uh, yeah. right now is already doing code. I can guarantee you to get that thing to stop. Should be an indicator for something. I think yeah. it would be really smart just to enable that during multiball. That's it. We just need it during multiball. Make it a, a sort of a payoff. You get to see the spinning car. Right. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's needed in this game. This game is this game barren. Did, did we just I don't know that walk into barren. a situation where we do not have as many mechs as we had on Houdini, Houdini threw the ball across the play field, Ken? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, I, I think the speculation is that, and I don't know if this is confirmed or not confirmed, but I've heard through back channels that we might see a price decrease on this game in comparison yes, to the other yes. releases. So at that point, it makes sense that if okay. they're trying to keep same profit margins, that that maybe you took some things out or maybe you lowered that that bomb, which is the bill of materials, in order mm-hmm. to accommodate a lower price point. And if I'm with, playing devil's advocate, though, yeah. here, Ken, mm-hmm. what, uh, what is American Pinball known for? When you've got uh, people that are lining up to buy these games and they love them to death, what are they known for? American Pinball, they're known for having packed games, and that's part of the mm-hmm. reputation that they have in the industry. Built uh, well and Built well, heavy, games. quality, mm-hmm. packed games. Yeah, Yeah. so I don't know how the public is going to respond to this. Then mm-hmm. again, if, if I'm thinking about it from their point of view, I'm thinking, well, this may not necessarily, if I'm trying to lower the bomb, I'm trying to lower the price of this game, I'm trying to get this on location, mm-hmm. maybe this is the measure that they had to take to get this more out closer to a Stern Pro. So they might think to themselves, okay, we can do the mechs, guys, but they weren't getting on location. We've got to figure out something to get these games on location and to get them between the hands of both kids, sure. teens, and adults. Maybe this is the way they're doing it. What excites me about this game is the potential that can really be uh, taken advantage of with online connectivity. And it's something that I'd speculate on. Is this one on. going to be connectivity-based, though? I would hope that it is. When when you look at the challenge accepted, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that whole thing is by Hot Wheels. It's like a monthly or bi-monthly membership that comes out. You get different kits that you can build as for like a, a car collector for kids, and you keep adding on with tracks and, and getting new pieces in the mail. And if you were able to do something like that online where every single you know week maybe there's new cars that can be unlocked or, or new tracks that can be unlocked that became modes, and you could go head-to-head racing against other people online – I think that's where the theme maybe is superseded by the online connectivity and competitiveness and being mm-hmm. able to unlock things. Well, and you don't need mechs for that. No, you don't. You yeah, don't. You don't need mechs. You don't need a high bomb. You just need a game that is more simple. Mm-hmm. It's playable. It's approachable. And it can connect 
to the internet. That's where, you know, is Kugler and is Ferret, is he, are they up for the code challenges yeah. that that will bring? I, I don't know. I think Joe Balser, um, I think this is going to be a great shooting pin. I really, I think it's going to be a really good shooting pin. And I think for collectors to own this, it's one of two collectors. It's one, a collector that just loves the nostalgia and the collectability of Hot Wheels mm-hmm. theme license IP. And it's another one that says, I don't want to spend $7,500 on a pinball machine. I just want a really good, well-designed shooting pinball machine. Yeah. So we, we've got a lot of a lot of people in those groups. Um, so that's you know, that's kind of where if, I'm at on this. Sure. If I'm American Pinball too, and, I, and I'm looking at expanding my customer base, because, I mean, let's face it, there's a, a majority of the population doesn't even realize pinball machines are still being manufactured. True. I run into this more times than not. But if you're able to take a game with that has a... a a recognizable theme like Hot Wheels, and you bring it to some toy shows, you, you know, some of the bigger toy shows in the nation's uh, the trade shows, you bring it uh, over to uh, even like maybe auto shows, car shows, something that somebody Great might point. want to have yeah. in their garage because mm-hmm. their kids are in the cars and the the, the, the parents are collecting cars. I mean, it, it does have that this ability to expand FEC. to some people. It screams FEC. Okay. Family Entertainment Centers. It screams that. Yeah, it really, really does. Uh, even some type of redemption on there would be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me some tickets. Give me some, you know, maybe you're boosting RPMs for tickets. Now, we, looking at the videos and, and just reading the brochure that was leaked, we do have some feel for what the code is going for, but not enough to speculate or to make any sense of it. Same with sound. Animation we saw a little bit of. Uh, we do know that the animation... Seems like it's ripped from the animated series that you can find on YouTube right now. Oh, good. I mean, it is a, it's fine. Who cares, right? That's yeah. that's good enough for me. <laughs> it's like yeah, you, yeah. we don't need to overcomplicate it and try to get somebody in there to try to force animations if there's already assets that look decent. I mean, that's this, just the way I look at it. I think the make or break for this game will be code. Mm-hmm. Just looking at the design, looking at the layout, that is not only passable, I think that's going to be good. I've got a lot of confidence in in Josh and uh, Joe Schober over there at American Football. I got confidence as a team. But, I absolutely do. But it's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure to put on one game, one area, and I think that's where it's going to lie. It's going to lie not with the sound, not with the animation, not with the art, mm-hmm. not with the theme. It's going to, code will sell this game or it won't. That's it. To the Ooh. collector, but sorry, but, Coog. <laughs> but you got to also think if you're going to expand that market. Most people that you're expanding the market to aren't going to be able to really appreciate the code. No, but what I'm saying is if they're going to sell the shitload of these games into FECs or into these different things, yeah. code, code still encompasses your ticket redemptions. Code still encompasses your uh, connectivity and uh, online gaming. Mm-hmm. Code is going to be where it's at. It's going to be the make or break of this game. Yeah. Head-to-head play, online connectivity. Is, That's code. It, yeah, it is code. I hear it's all you. code. So what are we going to do with this game? Are we going to stream this game? What the hell? I don't know. I don't even know when the game's coming out, except that it already is out. So you should ask I'm a dealer. Really sure. Maybe they'll know. <laughs> uh, exactly. Well, and, and I, I had uh, talked to American Pinball about, you know, can we get our hands on one of these after TPF, after the reveal? So but it's already out there now. So we'll see what happens. I will say that all in all, good for American Pinball, I, where this might not be the theme that, that – everybody's clamoring for i think it's a step in the right direction and i'm excited for its possibilities and and i think it's got more potential than maybe we might have given it credit for even uh, a month ago well we've seen the market for the first two titles and uh, from a distribution perspective this this kind of switches up the market so Mm -hmm. i'm going to be interested to see 
if this gets uh, if this gets me more calls and messages with interest, or if this doesn't, because I think this is tapping into a completely different, not maybe completely different, but a different marketplace here, mm-hmm. different type of collector, different type of pinball player. We'll see what happens. Agreed. Ooh, speaking of hyping, did you hear uh, this week in Pinball did an interview special with a bunch of different manufacturers or leads at the manufacturers, and they talked to Jerry at Multimorphic. He was hyping hard some next Multimorphic gaming. Did you yes, hear that? Whoa. I did. I did hear that. Jerry's a, a, he's Listen, Jerry's very passionate about his company, and I don't blame him because he's come a long way, and I think... The Jerry, Jerry got now. a little swagger. It's I've almost, never, it is. never heard Jerry have this much swagger. But I see, like it. It's 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 a good and it's a bad thing, right? Because it shows confidence in what he has in his back pocket and what he's going to show. According to him, is going to blow the doors off of everybody. And and I love hearing his excitement about it. The problem is, if for some reason it's a swing and a miss. Like, how do you ever trust the hype ever again? So it's when well, when you start what does getting, he have to lose? True. What does he have to lose, Ken? Well, you always have something to lose. But when you start getting that heavily uh, hyping into your own products, you, you've got to make sure that you deliver. So we've seen how that's even happened with uh, a manufacturer that's still trying to get up and running, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get out there and, 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 and get the hype train running. I don't know. This was a different tone, though, for for Jerry that we've not uh, that we've not heard of before. I, I, I was just entertained by it more than, more than anything. He was talking about... The different mechs. He didn't even know what this revolutionary mech was that that Jeff was referring to, or the Pinball News was referring to, because he said he's got a couple of mechs like that. Right, right. Um, it, it sounded like this is still not a licensed theme, but he said it was a theme that everybody loves and knows about already. Uh, creative director Steven Silver. I'm reading this from thisweekinpinball.com. Mm-hmm. He said, "Quote: Created an amazing story and layout that integrates the theme." Perfectly. When you hit the start button, you're immediately immersed in the world he built for you. And gameplay keeps you immersed until your final drain. Have you heard anything about what the theme might be or I what don't. genre it might be? Is it no sci-fi? Clue. Is it horror? It's probably not horror. No clue. Yeah. I um, I spoke with Jerry uh, six to eight months ago. Hell, it's probably been longer than that. Right. And gave him some ideas of the platform he's using and in my opinion, some pretty genius ideas on and, how and to And then make he stopped this. talking to you? Well, <laughs> right. that was eight I'm months telling, ago. I'm no, telling you, we'll see what this next game is. If it doesn't have these, I'll talk about it uh, on the air here. But they are gold. They're gold, Jerry. Right. So Jerry's psyched up. He's anxious to show this. He's kept everything under wraps. I mean, there's no leaks coming out of Multimorphic, obviously. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 for the life of me, I don't know what he has. Uh I did like his locking mechanism that he had on his last release. I thought it was innovative Ooh, and it was cool. Like he said this so, was for pinball players. Mm-hmm, this is yep. the title for diehard pinball players. And he closes the interview at thisweekinpinball.com with saying the following, then there's this new game, which is quite literally the best pinball game I've ever played. Yeah. Hmm. There I go, under-promising again. It's Jerry a pretty. Stellenberg, it's a bold statement. That's yeah, a bold statement, there, Cotton. Yeah, I don't doubt for a second that he believes that. The question is going to be: Will the rest of the pinball community take away the same feeling that he does? Hey, you know what? It works because I'm looking forward to it. I want to play this thing. Let's see it. Let's play it. And that's going to be at Texas Pinball Festival, also correct. So now we have two games that we know Ooh. that we're going to be seeing at TPF that are relatively newer revealed, and that's Hot Wheels. And uh, the newest Multimorphic. Well, speaking of then, let's talk about that. 
at this point, do we not have an asterisk by that? I mean, Ken, is TPF mm-hmm. and MGC, Texas Pinball Festival and Midwest Gaming Classic, respectively, with all of this coronavirus stuff going on, are these conferences even going to happen? Are these shows going to happen? It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a not really looking good every day. Tricky. And that's where I was going to go with this. If you had asked me that question three or four days ago, and I think this came up in a conversation that I was having with some of the TPN correspondents. We have a little group chat that's going on. We have a little and, group chat. The Zach's not a part of <laughs> No, we'll, we'll ping you in there if you want. It was brought up, is Texas Pinball Festival potentially uh, going to have to alter plans? And I said, read my lips. Texas Pinball Festival will not be canceled. And that was four mm. days ago. Coming back from Louisville, kind of digesting some more of the news, seeing some more uh, of the coronavirus coming closer to home mm-hmm. and showing up now in the county in which I live. And it it's now in Frisco, I was Texas. just there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We, and then Louisville, where we were at, Kentucky. Oh it's it's getting close to home, and the and the thing is, I don't know. I know that there's tremendous amount of work and resources that go into throwing a show oh, like this. I, I can't even imagine. imagine. No. So the timing. This is, is the, the primary horrible. source of income for a lot of these show yeah. uh, show operators and show owners. So I can see where you need to be optimistic and you need to hope for the best because, especially if it's part of your livelihood, mm-hmm. you know the the flip side of things is. Uh, you know, you, you have to do what's best for the public, and it's a delicate balance. I don't envy anybody in that position. Uh, I'd like to think I'd know how I would react, but quite frankly, Zach, I, I think that until you're in that situation, Completely I don't know agree. if you do know how you would react or, or how your decisions are going to be made. Yeah. And uh, it's, real, it's, real, it's a real delicate situation, and every single day that passes mm-hmm. and this story evolves... Um, it looks like the the narrative changes, the outcomes could potentially change, and uh, I honestly, at this point, man, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, maybe really this don't. is just a, in, in a, a grander scheme of things, Kim. Maybe this is just a reflection of our entire society and country not knowing what the hell is going on. Sure, you know, we have a lot of major, major, major events in gaming. Being canceled as we're speaking. Yes. E3 was canceled. That was pretty surprising. But then the more I read, it might have been E3's benefit yeah. to uh, to cancel. But I mean, yes. for instance, the NCAA South tournament. South Southwest. Right? NCAA tournament. They're going to be playing games without fans. I never thought that. If you would have asked wow. me that four days ago. But there's no way the NCAA tournament's going to go on in empty stadiums with just players. There's just no way that's going to happen. And boom, there it is locally here. And again, we don't need to get heavy into this because I know people deal with this uh, you know in their own time and on their own accord but i mean even our you know our our local uh saint patrick's day parades have been canceled Uh, Mm -hmm. my wife is uh she's a consultant pharmacist conferences uh that she may or may not have attended have been canceled and uh it just keeps going on it's a pandemic it's a global pandemic you know and and to be clear i don't work for the cdc i trust the cdc I'm not going to get into it's politics. my favorite mode in Walking Dead. Yeah, you like that? I, like I, don't, I don't want to get into politics, orbit. but the, uh, the, the Actually, important it's thing not. That's boring. That's a, is that what left it is? Ramp, left ramp, CDC. Okay, go. Sorry. Uh, I'm glad we weren't playing Pinball Password. That would have been really <laughs> throw me for a loop. But, uh, I mean, for me, it's more of just making sure, because, again, you can be a carrier of this and maybe not present symptoms as heavily as somebody else. and. Mm-hmm. 
by passing that to somebody else that has a compromised immune system, you could put that person in jeopardy. And uh, maybe this is nothing. Maybe this is something. If it is a something, yep. This isn't just a TPF issue. This isn't no, just an MGC no. issue. This is this will carry for months from now. This isn't a quick weekender here. No, this, this will get this will get exponentially worse right before it gets better. People One are talking would, about Pinberg. What about Pinberg? Yeah. Well, exactly. One, one thing that I would like to have everybody consider, because there's there's some pretty heavy discussion going on on Facebook um, about this very matter in and outside of pinball. But mm-hmm. I would say for those, and again, this is just from what I've read and, and I've reached out to people that I trust. For those that, that believe just by washing your hands that you're going to be immune to any uh, possible in, infectious Mm-hmm. Uh, disease. It, it goes beyond that. It's it's an airborne, it's an airborne. or it's 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 droplets that can be exhaled yeah. or or coughed. The on masks you or aren't really going to do anything. Yeah. So you just got to be careful. I mean, obviously, good hygiene is always good, but uh, just be safe. Be careful. If if for some reason you think you're you're not feeling up to this trip because of your personal health or you feel you might put somebody at risk, use your head. I mean, yeah. uh, at the same time. Support TPF if that show goes on and you're in a situation to do so and, and you feel that everything is fine. Absolutely. I'm not one to stand on a soapbox. At this point, I am f-ing excited mm-hmm. for TPF. Yep. Yep. And There's... at this point, you're probably very excited for MGC as you've been planning on going to that. Well, I'm excited for TPF too because, I mean, I plan on doing oh, yeah. so much coverage for T- mm-hmm. for TPF remotely here. On our Twitch channel, I wanted to do the uh, I wanted to do the Twippy tailgate party. Also, I wanted yeah, to the do Twippies. the Twippies. What the hell with the Twippies? I know exactly. I wanted to host that. I wanted to, uh, and guess what? I was supposed to present. Wa- guess Dennis. what? Yeah, now you're going to be down at TPF, but well, guess who I spoke to yeah. that might be coming up to St. Charles to cover the Twippy tailgate with myself and Steve Beatty and Bill Webb. Uh, I'll give you one guess. This is breaking news here. I think, well, and it's it's under discussion right now, so I don't have confirmation. Yes, Greg Bone. Yeah, right. (laughs) He's he's talking about it because his brother lives in Chicago. Himself and Chelsea, his wife, might be making a trip of it. And he talked about coming in. We all four kind of cover the Twippies. You'll be there live, and uh, it's exciting. So for selfish reasons, I want to see TPF go on. I want to see people have a good time. And uh, and yeah, I do want I want to get to MGC because that was part oh. of the reason that I didn't go to TPF this year was was to hit MGC. A lot of events have been going on. A lot are coming up. One event that just happened was the National Championship Series. Yes, pinball. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now the winner of that was I think Oregon, Oregon's own Colin Urban, well, nice. a younger guy, well, yeah. Colin Urban. And the women's tournament winner was Sunshine Bond. A lot of uh, nicely lot done, of- Sunshine. Yeah, a lot of congratulatory messages I've been seeing on Facebook. People seem to love the Sunshine Bond. I've never met Sunshine Bond or Colin Urban, but uh, Sunshine, that's a kick-ass name if that's her real name, and I want to hang out with Sunshine, and uh, Colin probably, he's a young guy, but he could probably teach me 12,000 things to do better on pinball. No, it's awesome. Congratulations, Colin and Sunshine. Congratulations. Nicely done. Absolutely nicely done. What can we do to celebrate that? Anything you got in the top of your head, maybe? A little prize, a little giveaway, tournament play? You know what? Let's do this, Ken. Let's do this. In honor of the winners, we have got Stern Pinball gave us some free passes for the Stern Pro Circuit Pinball Championship Arcade and Beer Fest. No, you had me at beer. You know where that's at? 
That's being held. Uh, that's Lagunitas Brewing in the city, right? Chicago. Lagunitas Brewing Company, right off of 2607 West 17th Street in Chicago, Illinois, 6060 Ocho. It's pretty awesome, man. Because Lagunitas, I'm a big Lagunitas IPA guy, and I'm a big pinball guy. How are you? What's the Lagunitas taste like? It, well, it's, there's several different versions of Lagunitas. Really? A little something, something. You've got IPA. There, there's a lot. Is that really what the beer is called? A little something, something? A little something, something. I remember going over like somebody's that. house. I'm like, I brought a little something, something, and they're like, oh, I'm into a little something, something. I'm like, no, dude, it's just it's beer. It's they're like, something. oh, you don't, you have your weed shirt on. No, That's it's not, not a weed shirt. That's not a weed <laughs> shirt. It's 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 a it's a fist holding beer hops. Those are. You hops. know who's gonna be there? You know not that I have a there? problem with anybody that's smoking weed. I don't care. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Jay Wow is gonna be there from Jersey Shore. Go get a tan, and uh, you don't know Jersey Shore. No, I, I know I know Jersey Shore. Okay, you sound a little um, thrilled. Scott Ian from Anthrax. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yep, yeah. That, so Black Knight Sword of Rage and uh, mm-hmm. Anthrax. Obviously There's Anthrax fame. 60-plus pinball and arcade games on free play. Tournaments, music, beer, free play, arcade. Doors open at 12 p.m. on March 21st, 2020. Mm-hmm. Ken, how can these people win? Let's give away two apiece. That way they can take a bud. Yeah, so two pairs. So if listen, if you're going to qualify for this... Obviously, it's local out of Chicago, so please make sure that you can attend. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't win for the sake of winning, if you don't mind. Make sure that you can attend this event, and we'd be happy to pass those tickets along. Now, all we have to do at this point is figure out a way that we can give away two pairs of tickets. Oh, I like it. Maybe one of them can be for people to email us at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com and let us know their favorite flavor of Lagunitas. Oh, and that's awesome, man. I do enjoy that. So obviously yeah. you're going to be, have, to be have to be 21 or over to win that because if you are not 21, you're not drinking Lagunitas. So for those of you who can't drink, mm-hmm. we've got another way to win a pair of tickets. Yes, we do. Well, let's just do this. How about this? The first person that's listening to this shows commitment. First person that wants these damn pair of tickets, you email us right now. Go, 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 go. Wow, man. Executive decision there. Nicely done. How about I like that, that actually. Does that though. work? Yeah. yeah, you know, this shows and, and commitment. Sh- it will show people to download and listen to the episode sooner than later because yeah. you might have already missed out on a prize, right? I like it. Hell yeah! And while you're at it, why don't you go to iTunes and give us a rating for the Pinball Show? Why not do it for us? Uh, so email us at thepinballnetwork at gmail Put tickets in the subject line. We'll know it's you, and uh, we'll ticks, reach out to the first person. All the cool kids say. Ticks. Oh, you want to say ticks? T-I-T-I-X. Gotcha. Yeah. So good luck, everybody. All right, Ken, I always have to throw in a segment here. Let's borrow another segment that I've used before, and we're going to call it what, 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 what You Playing. You ever, you ever heard of that one? Yeah, I, mean, like I don't know. One. Yeah, I've, I, I might have played this once on Twip. I don't remember. What, I remember what, listening what, what, to it what, several what? times. I don't have a bumper for it. Sorry, guys. It's very simple. Each host talks about what they've been playing lately and just their impressions on whether they're, they're digging it, a little something-something, or whether they're not. I so, Ken Cromwell, What You Playing? You know what I'm playing? What you playing? Playing the uh, playing the harp because playing the I harp. am. Uh, I oh. feel like I'm floating into uh, the afterlife after trying to uh, figure out Houdini. I trying to for, figure out where that was going. No, I, I don't even know if that even made any sense. It made sense when I was thinking of it in my head, but so Houdini, I had not put a lot of time on Houdini for quite some time. Right when it first came out, okay. I, I I played it a bit, and mm-hmm. now after I've been playing pinball a lot more extensively. 
My mm-hmm. skills have improved, and uh, oh. I'm a lot more confident in my playing. So I was happy to come back to Houdini and just to see how I improved on that game. And uh, let's just say I wasn't as impressed with myself as I, th- as I thought. I've, I've, I've I watched the streams. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't know what it is. I, like, it's in my head right now. And the thing is, I, I keep played coming, like crap when I was up there last playing that Houdini. So it might just I be this one. Much. I keep coming back to it because I'm like, there's no way that I can have uh, <laughs> another experience like this. And it, and it is. But it's it's keep me coming back. I do like the layout and, and I do like the pinball machine. Um, but right now, that's what I'm playing. You want to know what I'm playing? What are you playing? Believe it or not, my homie Gomi created this game a while back, and mm. I neglected it, never owned one. Got one in on trade, though. It's a little game called Transformers. Oh, yes, Transformers. Was that like a decent, does that sound okay? I, it sounded like some Inspector Gadget stuff. Um, okay. You know what the thing with Transformers <laughs> is Inspector like... Inspector Gadget with the guy. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, Dr. Claw. Maybe ah. next time, I'll let oh. you see my face. Oh, my God. Is, is, that is a pinball the theme right there, Ken. Oh, Inspector Gadget would be awesome. The cartoon. And not the Matthew Broderick Inspector no. Gadget, like the cartoon Inspector With Gadget. Penny, Penny. Think of, think of the crazy mechs, all the go-go gadgets. What was the out. dog's name? His name was Brain. Brain, Brain. the dog. Yeah. Brain and Penny. And yeah. she always has to bail his ass out. Always. Every single time, because he was ridiculously, uh, he was not competent. What, what was the cat's name? Uh, Ezreal? Oh, no, it was Smurfs. I don't, was there a cat? I don't even remember. Yes, remember the claw? Oh, always, the evil yes, cat. Yeah, there yeah. was a cat. I think when I was little, I, did, I thought that might have been something else. But uh, I want to know what the guy's voice was. He always, he sounded like this. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. It was, Damn it, Kim. That show. might be one of my new dream things. Right I watched there. a lot of Inspector Gadget. I, I think at one point in my youth, I might have had a crush on Penny. I was probably around the same Aww. age. It was, it was like my first cartoon crush. Uh, but getting back to your, getting back to your Transformers. Oh yeah, was, sorry. So the cool thing about Transformers, Zach. Yeah. More than meets the eye. So it's oh. it's, it's a great pinball machine. <laughs> I don't I don't know that it's great, but I love that. So you're into it now, like so. Are you putting heavy time on this game or what? It's a turd. No, I'm joking. <laughs> oh no, no. Look, Transformers yeah. has transformed my opinion. See, I can do those stupid wow, little things. Wow, look too. at you. It's yeah. transformed my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, man. Turning up is George Gomez. This guy, he is like a sultry designer that maybe it's like scotch. Right? You first pick it up and you're like, oh God, people drink that? But mm. no, over time, an acquired taste that you grow to appreciate the most. Ah. George Gomez designed this game, Ken. This is the best part about the Transformers game, is the freaking design. It feels like a, a modern age Johnny Mnemonic, the way it's designed. The orbits are super fast. There's mechanisms in there. I swear to you, there's probably 10 mechanisms that move in that damn Transformers LE. And there are some really cool, fun, innovative shots. They got that little loop that you aren't expecting. They got a ramp that comes up out of the play field. It's really cool. I love the way it shoots. Love the way Transformers shoots. How's the theme for you? Do you like the theme? Having said that, (laughs) okay. the theme in itself, I I never got into the newer films. Um, There was a rumor that they were going to redo this all and stuff like that. At this point in time, I'd kind of welcome it. Uh, But... What falls short uh, for me on this, the, the, you know, me just now getting some good time on this, it's uh, it's a, the code is, eh, you know, eh. and it, it plays long. I got to open up the map. No, it does play it plays long. Plays a little long, but Transformers 
is what I am playing. That, and I'm still playing the hell out of Stranger Things, and I got an Alice Cooper. Crummy! Got wow. me an Alice Cooper! Everyone's getting pinball you know, machines. You know how many games I put on Alice Cooper so far? Guess. I've had uh, it for about a week, man. I've just, oh, guess how many games I've put on this a, thing. All right. I would say in a week, knowing you, yeah. you kind of like to, you're a night Ooh. owl, right? So oh, you like yeah. to take your two-hour breaks in the evening, and then you kind of go mm-hmm. to another game. So I would say... Two hours, maybe say five minutes a game, six, 12. Oh, God, I'd you're say, doing creasel polynomial math here. Uh, uh, you said over a week? Yep, about a week. Uh, I'll say 80 to 100 games. Wow, that'd be pretty good. I've played three. Oh, why? Three. Because the stupid Frankenstein lock is not working. I fixed it, and <laughs> oh, then no. I, I said to hell with it for the night. Came back. So yeah. The lock's the second ball. It's not recognizing the second eh, ball. Right. I turn it off. I'll have to figure it out. Man, it what, a fun, what a fun game, but damn. i got to figure out the Frank Mac. Damn it. Uh, our mutual friend, Steve Beatty, also picked up uh, Alice Cooper Nightmare Castle weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't sold on it. I'm getting it originally. And now he said he can't stop playing it. He said he thinks it might be the best spooky design. And uh, he's hooked on that game. Audio-wise, presentation-wise. It's really good. Yeah. He did say it did benefit from from some uh, pin stadium lighting because the play feels a little darker. A little dark. So he does have that mm-hmm. on there. But he really, really enjoys it. And uh, I enjoyed it, too. I played it. So this segment went from what you're playing to... What you fixing? What you fixing? Yeah. So Don't what you fixing? Yeah. yeah so. Well, I know. I know hey, so. it's pinball. It's going to happen. So the nice Things thing is break. once you address it, you're probably scot-free for a little bit. Zach, just when I'm having a good time, I realize that it's probably a sad time because we're going to wrap the Aww. show up. But it's always good hanging, Closing man. Closing time. Yes. It was nice to be back on the show after a little hiatus. So was it, was good. it nice? And it's funny because today we're doing the podcast, but we actually have Skype uh, video open. So we're able to kind of have a face-to-face conversation as we're podcasting. So it's kind of Don't unique. tell people about the mess behind me. No, it looks good back there, man. It looks good. Uh, I did real quick before we do wrap it up, though. I wanted to thank everybody that had submitted emails. I had asked a couple episodes ago if anybody had additional game room solutions other than pinball, something that could make a game room a little bit more fun and interesting and appeal to mm-hmm. different people. We actually had a lot of feedback on that. So what I'd like to do in a future episode, uh, maybe next week, is just cover some of those emails, some of those ideas at the very least, and maybe mm-hmm. it will you know, light a bulb in somebody else's head like and say, that. hey. Yeah, so we'll we'll absolutely do what that. What kind of bulb? A little incandescent? A little too? No, SMP, no. Uh, cool, cool frosted. white. Cool white. Cool white. I'm a cool white guy. Yeah, I'm a cool Ugh. white. Like yeah. you live in a laboratory? Well, I'm a cool it's white of, on pinball machines. Not yeah, like it's in my all house. blue. Yeah, I don't like. Oh, that. I, I love it. I love that. Ugh. It just go makes the art look sunlight. so clean and crisp. Yeah, mm. I can. I, depending on the game, I will never go warm LEDs. Really? I just don't like it. Yep. Mm. Yep. Mm. Yeah. It's like, it's like we have this new technology. Why am I trying to replicate old lighting solutions for the sake of saving energy? I just might as well just change the whole look of the pin. Listen, Anyways. either drain it or save it. Yeah, I've got a shout-out, Ken. Yeah, what's your shout-out? What you got? Uh, the shout-out is going to go to Macho Pinball. And it's going to go to Macho Pinball, oh yeah, because mm. I listened to his last podcast, and he had the best reference-slash-joke of the entire year of 2020 thus far. It's going to be hard to beat. He was paying some homage to something of yesteryear that really resonated with me. He was he was talking about the reveal of Hot Wheels Pinball Machine by American Pinball, and he said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, but he said something to the effect of, 
And then we got to see photos courtesy of a Nokia 6101. (laughs) That's that's classic. It's so funny when he said it. Bravo. Yep. Yep. That that right there, the reference of a Nokia 6101 was about as witty, smart, and funny as it comes in pinball media. I'm just jealous that I'm not the one who thought of the line. Oh, Macho, bravo to you, my friend, Macho Pinball. Macho Pinball is absolutely my guilty pleasure in pinball. And uh, the humor, the wit, the ability to ball bust without offending, (laughs) I think is what is really awesome with with, Uh, uh, what I like about Macho Pinball. Anytime as an entertainer, I feel jealous about an idea Mm -hmm. or a funny joke. That's when I know that's a winner right there. Yeah. That's that's a gold standard right there. So nicely done, Macho Pinball. Damn. Well, you'll be starting that uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper Pinball Podcast vlog show coming up uh, in a couple weeks, right? I told him before I'm up in the rafters with my bat all sting action with my face painted <laughs> ready to drop down. Just oh, keep up the good up. work. I, I did hear Macho's going to be a TPF, so I wonder if he will be under the cloak of darkness in a disguise or if he will be full Macho. I also wonder if he makes a surprise appearance at the Twippies or maybe a reveal of his own at, at TPF. Maybe I that's the big not. TPF draw, is mm. the reveal of who is Macho. This week on the Pinball Network, you are going to hear the Silver Ball Stories by Josh Jacobs, episode two. He's a monthly, so uh, these are big ones. Got to yes. check that out, as well as Silver Ball Chronicles. Everybody's been waiting. Where's my second episode of Silver Ball Chronicles? I want to hear it. Well, guess what? It's done. It's in the can. It's uh, it's bursting at the seams. It's ready to go with Ron Hallett and our boy Double D, David Dennis. Awesome. So on Sunday, Zach, we have our second effort at Off the Record. And Off the Record gives you, the listener, the ability to kind of just put together your own podcast, submit it to TPN, and we air it. We don't edit it. We don't do anything. And then the community can give some feedback, and you can decide if you want to further your career at pinball podcasting, or you can just oh. kind of check it off the bucket list, so to speak. So it's like expect a another episode. Or something. Yeah. And if you're listening to this episode on Thursday, get ready because those those air on Sunday evenings, the off the record. So this will be the second one. We also have the plum with Crystal Gimnick. I think that's next week too. Top three with Orby should be next wow. week also. Top we've, three with Orby. We've got the pinball show leading off on Monday and then also the midweek show, which is the second pinball show of the week. I think uh, Crazy yeah, Foshizi is going to be on Monday too, isn't he? Uh, yes, he is. Yes, he is going to be on okay. Monday. Okay. And I'm looking forward to talking to Dennis. Big uh, week. Because I Big missed week. him last time. I missed Dennis last time. Oh, I always miss Dennis. Yeah. We did We did get it. He did beat me at Pinball Passwords, so it is what it is. So, yeah, if you've got any correspondence, you want to hit any of us up, you can reach us at thepinballnetwork at gmail.com. Uh, easiest way to, to email me there, or you can hit me up on Facebook. It's Ken Cromwell. What about you, Zach? Where can people get you? Where can they not get you? I encourage people to go every Monday night to watch you on the stream, too, Flipping Out Streaming Channel. That's a Absolutely. lot of fun. Absolutely. Thank you. And Thank you guys, <laughs> let's just say you guys have a lot of fun in After Hours. After yeah. Hours gets a little rowdy. You can call in live. You can talk to the gang, uh, Cromwell and Beatty, and sometimes Bill Webb, even. You can get a hold of me at thepinballnetworkgmail.com as well. You can also catch me at Straight Down the Middle of Pinball Show, a pinball series on YouTube at sdtandpinballgmail.com. I think Greg and I are... Uh, I think he's freshening up for another round of recording, so be on the lookout for that. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Things are warming up. You can also buy a brand new beautiful pinball machine or hell, at this this point, pre-owned. We've got a a lot of selection of pre-owned pinball machines, lightly used, 
over at Flippin' Out Pinball. You can get an escalator stair climbing hand truck. It's like the time of the year. I, I'm getting a lot of orders for escalators. So put your order in now so we can get that thing to you as quickly as possible. You can reach out to me at 812-457-9711. If you need to hear it again, it's 812-457. I'm driving Ken nuts. 9711 or email me at Zach ZCH at flip the letter in outpinball.com. I'm here. I'm waiting. I'm happy to assist. Like a true professional would, you delivered that perfectly. All right, Zach, we're going to wrap it up. Episode number three of TPS Midweek. For Zach Many, I'm Ken Cromwell. Mm, speaking of wrap it up, always practice safe pinball and go, go, catch it up. And don't forget to <laughs> don't forget to take some time out of your day and play some pinball. I hope I'm here next week. So long, everybody. <laughs> Side note, before we go, you may have been enjoying that Stone Temple Pilots song uh, a little too much at the Louisville show. A live band, live band playing, uh, shout out to Dave, playing some Stone Temple Pilots. Ken Cromwell is in such love with STP that he goes up to the band member and he's, I I don't know what you slipped him there, but you slipped him a little green. I uh, literally, yeah. uh, I did. I, I threw, I threw 50 bucks at him, and I said, Oh, my God. If you know one more STP song, <laughs> that would be awesome. And and he, he takes the money from me, and he looks at it, and he drops it on the stage. He's like, what do you want to hear? I'm like, how about Played maybe one of the best ones? How about like Plush or Interstate Love Song? And, and he's like, all oh. right, no problem. And then he went back, and I think they played Sex Type Thing. I was like, oh, okay, well. Did he? Can, can I get change? <laughs> it's like, can I? yeah, you didn't play. You didn't play what can I asked. I but change? But I... If I were to wake up tomorrow morning with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't have been any more surprised than I was at that moment to walk into Louisville Arcade Expo and then have somebody oh up there playing gosh. Stone Temple Pilots. You guys isn't that, have isn't to that listen your arcade, to him. Isn't that your pinball tech that was up there doing that? No, uh, no, that's uh, that he was from Rec Bar, and he, man, he uh, rocked out. He was pretty good. That guy can play, and he, yeah. you should have seen Ken. He was just enamored by this man singing. This gruffly song of Stone Temple Pilots. I got I got a, uh, a message today on Facebook from somebody that said they enjoy when you take time out to do impressions and sing songs, and that it makes the show for them. Really? So shout out to that listener. That one person. <laughs> Thank you, Table Six. <laughs> I got it on my phone, actually. What an asshole Did you record it? I did. <laughs> oh man, I was like I. And I'll tell you what, I had enough beers where I thought Scott Weiland was resurrected there for a second. Scott passed away. Uh, Here, hold on. Man, you are in the zone. I've never seen you in the zone like that. Problem is, Steve's pretty hammered when he's here, so I don't know. And he does, like, like his band is more uh, like fish music and that kind of, yeah, it's not like rock stuff. Like Grateful Dead shit? Exactly. Which I thought might be up your alley, depending on what you're doing. No, not me. You're the one with wearing the weed nugget shirts. <laughs> that weed nugget. I got to get another one of those shirts and give one of those away. I got that <laughs> shirt from uh, Dr. Mrs. Pin. It's from really? a local brewery out uh, by them in Pennsylvania. I, w- I want, uh, I think I want one of those shirts. I'll get you one. Okay. Yep. Thank you. Yep. You're welcome. All right. I guess that's it, man. <laughs>